Why is church membership so important? Did Jesus consider us as more important than himself? And what can a new believer who has turned from sin do to grow in godliness? The answers to these questions when we understand the text. This is When We Understand the Text, a daily Bible commentary to help encourage your time in the Word, that we may be more like Jesus. Tell all your friends about our ministry at www.utt.com. Here once again is Pastor Gabe. Thank you, Becky. You're welcome. That's been a theme we've been talking about at our church, becoming more Christ-like. Yeah. I think last week in your intro, you said that we may be trained for godliness. Mm-hmm. And that was that was exactly the passage that we were in yeah. on Sunday in 1 Timothy 4. So uh, for those of you who've been following the sermon series on Sunday morning, that'll be coming up this Sunday, since I'm always a week back right. on the sermons. So that one will be on the air this Sunday. I'm speaking at the men's breakfast tomorrow morning at Grace Covenant Church in Gilbert, Arizona, mm. mm-hmm. and then uh, preaching in my own church on yeah. Sunday. Providence Reform Baptist Church. If you want more information about our church, you can look up Providence Casa Grande. Dot com. Spelled Casa Grande. Spelled Casa Grande. But yes. Casa Grande. Casa Grande. <laughs> Big House. When we came moving into Casa Grande, I was blasting Big House by Audio Adrenaline. Yes. That's what, that's what Zeej and I were listening to when we pulled up to our house. <laughs> the moving truck was already being unloaded when we moved up. It was. That was amazing. So we're in Psalm 9. Last week, we read the first 10 verses of Psalm 9. Today, I'm going to read verses 11 to 20. Mm-hmm. This is out of the Legacy Standard Bible. Sing praises to Yahweh who abides in Zion. Declare among the peoples his acts. For he who requires blood remembers them. He does not forget the cry of the afflicted. Be gracious to me, O Yahweh. See my affliction from those who hate me, who lift me up from the gates of death, that I may recount all your praises. That in the gates of the daughter of Zion, I may rejoice in your salvation. The nations have sunk down in the pit which they have made. In the net which they hid, their own foot has been caught. Yahweh has made himself known. He has executed judgment. In the work of his own hands, the wicked is snared. Hegeon Selah. The wicked will return to Sheol, even all the nations who forget God. For the needy will not always be forgotten, nor the hope of the afflicted perish forever. Arise, O Yahweh, do not let man prevail. Let the nations be judged before you. Put them in fear, O Yahweh. Let the nations know that they are but men. Selah. Hmm. And as I had said last week, reading through Psalm 9, with all the bad news that's going on and seeing the decline that's happening in our nation, maybe happening in yours as well, Mm -hmm. these are great psalms to come back to, to be reminded that God is still Lord over the nations. Amen. And though the wicked have their day, it doesn't last. Right. Righteousness will prevail. And consider the, the line here in verse 12, for he who requires blood remembers them, remembers his people. He does not forget the cry of the afflicted. So those who are afflicted, the God who requires blood, he will bring judgment upon those who have dealt wickedly. Mm -hmm. 
who, who have afflicted the afflicted. Right. <laughs> and we share in the sufferings of Christ, for he was afflicted. And if we suffer and endure and, and give praise to his name and continue to preach his gospel, though the world will hate us, yet we know that we are held in the hand of God. He will lift us up. We will be delivered from death into his eternal kingdom. Mm-hmm. And he will, be, he will bring judgment upon the wicked forever. Yes. Well, Becky, you are here with me for just half an episode today. Right. Yeah. If you can't tell by her voice, she's, yeah. she's a little worn out. I'm, I've am i got a little bit lower of a voice. <laughs> lower register here. But she really wanted to be on the podcast with you guys. I did. So here's what we're going to do. These and first, you. And me. Right. Of course. Uh, so here's what we're going to do. These first three questions, we've got something complimentary that we're reading at the beginning. Okay. And then a, a couple of more comments that we're going to respond to. To, okay. And they both have to do with church membership, by the way. Oh, okay. So remember, as we read about church membership last week, these two questions that I've got coming up, one of them was actually on my list to read last week, but it ties oh, in yeah. with church membership. And then the other one is a follow-up to what we had read last week regarding okay. church membership. All right. After that, after the first half, I'm going to come back to the Alistair Begg issue. Okay. Uh, there's some other comments that I want to make in regards to that. And I want to play some other teachers and what they have said, including Stephen Lawson. And I got an email about something that Dr. MacArthur had said. Mm-hmm. So uh, it, we're, we're going to make a comparison between something John MacArthur had said and what Alistair Begg had said with regard to the advice that he had given. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm leaving all that for the latter half since there's there's more video to play in there. Sure. You don't necessarily have to be here for that. Uh-huh. So we'll interact with these first three and then I'll let you go. Okay. Sounds good. <laughs> to bed is I'm guessing is where you're gonna go. Yeah. When we're, when we're finished with this. All right. Go cough outside. Go <laughs> <laughs> cough up a lung somewhere. <laughs> so this is the Friday edition of When We Understand the Text, and we take questions from the listeners. Yes. You can send those questions to when we understand the text at gmail.com. This first one comes from Stephen. I'm going to read his last name as well, but I'm going to save his his last name for the end of the email. Okay. Okay. Dear Pastor Gabe, I am writing to say how much I enjoyed and am benefiting from the What podcast. Finding you was really an answer to prayer, hmm. and writing to you is a way is my way of acknowledging that and giving thanks to God, and I hope also an encouragement to you. My wife and I are working in a Bible translation project with Wycliffe Bible Translators. Praise God for that. Oh, that's awesome. That's fantastic. For a group of people in Western Asia, we are based in the UK, Glasgow, Scotland, mm-hmm. but we are regularly uh, we regularly travel to the region, and although we belong to a good church with a pastor who is, is a faithful Bible expositor, we are often away. And I especially feel the need for help in personal Bible study when we are on our travels. Mm -hmm. I brought this need to the Lord, saying it would be great if I could find a teacher on the Internet, preferably reformed, who submits to the word of God, whose aim is to work systematically through the Bible books, Mm -hmm. letting scripture be his guide and letting it set the agenda for his teaching. Quite a set of demands. <laughs> Maybe I'm a natural pessimist, but my hopes weren't high as I had been searching the web for a while. We understand that. And although there are great teachers out there, I couldn't find anything with this Bible-centered approach. The next day, I did an internet search for a review of a well-known podcast, and your review was at the top of the list. 
From there, I found your podcast and I was amazed. It was exactly what I had prayed for. Aww. I've been listening now for about two years. Thank you for your faithful ministry. Be assured of my prayers for you and Becky and for the family and in a new location. Oh, that's right. We are because at the time you found us, we would have been in Texas. Yeah. And now we're in Casa Grande, Arizona. Yeah. Yours in Christ, Stephen Lawson. What? Or as I'm now known, not the Stephen Lawson. Oh, funny. I was gonna say, isn't he from Texas? <laughs> yeah, but he lives in uh, he lives in Dallas. His yeah. church is in the Dallas area. Steve Lawson, anyway, is who we're talking yes. about there. So, so this is S T E P H E N. Ah, are you sure you're pronouncing it correctly? Or, yeah, Stephen Lawson. Maybe a Stephen. Lawson. I don't know. Well, since he said not the Stephen Lawson, yeah, I would true. I would guess true. it's it sounds the same. I don't know how they pronounce that that name in Scotland though. Well, yeah, but is he Scottish or he's just is there working in, in Scotland class? with Wycliffe? Oh, okay, yeah. okay. That's what true, I would assume. True. That's true. I don't know. Anyway, he goes on. That's P- so funny. P.S. <laughs> P.S. Great to see you contributing to the cessationist film. Wow, look, it's Pastor Gabe, I yelled. I was one of the many sponsors and I managed to get my name in the credits. The closest to fame I will ever get. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, brother, with the work that you're doing with Bible translating mm-hmm. for this group That's what I was thinking. in Asia, yeah. I, I mean, your your name is known in the heavens. That is wonderful. And we will all be celebrating together the work that you did yeah. in reaching uh, this group in Western Asia with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Yeah. Thank translating you the Bible. Your wife, too. Yeah, absolutely. What a great work you guys are doing. And I so appreciate this email. Mm-hmm. I read it to Becky already. Uh, we were laying in bed together and I pulled it. I can't remember if I actually told you his name, though. I don't know. I, I remember <laughs> little bits and pieces, but yeah, it was. Yeah, because yeah. you were in bed. <laughs> I so, was. Right. <laughs> you always come to me whenever your mind is going. Oh, yeah, that's, that's right. It's like, after my mind is stopped. <laughs> listen to this. Listen to this. All right, I want to tell you, Stephen, emails like this really are hugely encouraging to us. We've been doing this podcast. This is our ninth year. Mm-hmm. So 2024 is year nine. And what what are we at over? I mean, it's over two thousand episodes. Yeah. I can't remember uh, what the number is right now. But anyway, this has not always been easy. Mm-mm. And I think that goes without saying. Many of you would probably assume. I'm sure they've had to really push through some tough stuff. Yeah. To keep the podcast going, there was even something that happened last year that was hugely discouraging. Mm-hmm. And and it made me wonder: Can I continue to do this? Is yeah. it more trouble than it's worth? Mm-hmm. And emails like this, we it, Stephen's not the only one. There are other emails that we get that are like this, too, that will talk about just how meaningful the podcast has been. Uh, families that will email us and say, we start our mornings with this. Mm-hmm. We're a homeschool family. And so we start with these Bible devotions and then we go throughout our day and other things. And, you know, it, it's great that, <clears throat> excuse me, hey, I, I'm catching your, uh, your frogginess here. <laughs> They'll say it's great that how consistent it is where we have New Testament on Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday. We know Mm -hmm. it's Old Testament Thursday. And then Becky and Gabe are in our living room with us or in our kitchen with us on Friday morning. (laughs) And it's so wonderful to get these kinds of emails. Uh, I would Mm be I would be lying if I said that. Yeah, we don't we don't need it. We're just going to keep doing it. No, this. Yeah. These things really help fuel our fire. Mm-hmm. They really do. And so uh, we appreciate that very much that you would take the time to email that to us and to hear that finding our podcast was an answer to prayer. When I started doing this nine years ago, 
and and I was just going to do Bible exposition. Yeah. Because that's what I knew how to do. Mm-hmm. I thought, you know, I, there are guys out there like John MacArthur doing this. Yeah. Like Stephen Lawson doing yeah. this. Right. You know, uh, Sinclair Ferguson's program. Yeah. R.C. Sproul, although, you know, when you listen to Sproul, it's not really a renewing your mind is not expository. Right. You'll They'll have expository episodes in there, but it's mm-hmm. not one episode Solely. after the next. Yeah. Right. Is, is going through a book of the Bible or something like that. And, and so I just thought there are better teachers out there doing this. Who's really going to listen to me do it? Mm-hmm. And, and nonetheless, we've had many people come to us and say, you'd be surprised to find there are not many people out there that are actually doing what you're doing. Hmm. So sometimes the even like John MacArthur's show will get into systematics. Mm, it won't it yeah. won't be, you know, just straight through a book of the Bible or something like that. True. Uh, yeah. My aim was when I started this, if I could just get twice what I get in my own congregation, if I could just double the number of people that are in my congregation, that would be sufficient, which at the time would have been about three to four hundred. Right. That's how many listeners. That's how many listeners I was looking for. Mm-hmm. But we're above that now, yeah. uh, of course. And so we uh, anyway, like I said, well, love that you listen. And thanks for the encouragement. You started it for um, because we lived in a military like next to a military base. Right. And there were a lot of deployed husbands and wives. And and um, so the, the family would come to church, but then they would talk on the phone and they wouldn't have anything to talk about. Yeah. And so you started the podcast to help them encourage and encourage them to talk about the same thing that they listen to. Listen, so they yeah. listen to it in church and then they also get it from the podcast. Right. So, so yeah, while the husband's deployed, mm-hmm. he can listen to the same devotions that she's listening to. And then they have something to talk about on the phone because he can't talk about his work mm-hmm. while he's deployed. Right. She's just talking about the kids and bills and all this other kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So how can how can they foster a good spiritual communication with one another mm-hmm. or where they're uplifting each other in the word. Right. And that's what the podcast, that was the aim with the podcast when I started it. Mm-hmm. But I thought for it to be worth it and to continue <laughs> that I would have listeners in addition to what I had in my church. Right. And so that was, that was kind of the aim. Mm-hmm. The, the aim in the number was 300. If I get 300 listeners, then yeah. I'll feel like I'm making it worth it. And when we made 300, it was awesome. Oh Yeah. I think I think we were well over that the first uh, when we first went on, mm-hmm. and all of that was because you know people had watched the videos, yeah. So they had been familiar with the videos, and, and then the Lord was good, yeah. And then came into the podcast. Uh, love being able to do this, and great to be part of Providence Church here in Casa Grande, where mm-hmm. we're encouraged to continue doing this, yeah. And so, uh, yeah. Once again, thank you for your emails. And if you have any questions, you can always submit them to when we understand the text at gmail.com. So this next one, this is from Caroline and John. Okay. Dear Pastor Gabe and Becky, my husband and I have listened to your podcast from, if not the very beginning of what, at least close to it. Oh, wow. I think we originally heard about you from Wretched Radio. Uh-huh. Yeah, that, that's, that's really... That's where we got the exposure. Yeah, that's where the boom came <laughs> from was because Todd Friel was playing us. Yeah. And I have really appreciated listening to how you are growing even closer to the Lord and in standing firm in the scriptures. I do pray that God blesses your family each day. We live in Canada in a very tiny town and drive an hour one way to get to church. We usually keep the Q&A to listen to on our drive on Sunday. That's awesome. So thank you so much for all that you do. We have many lively discussions because of it. Finally, the question is, we were wondering if it is possible to have your Bible reading YouTube episodes on your podcast platform 
for offline listening. Hmm. Anyway, thank you again for all that you do. Okay, so Caroline is asking about the videos that I'm doing right now on the What channel on YouTube, where I'm I'm trying to read through the Bible every day. I got sick, ended up losing probably a week or two. Yeah, at least. And now that I'm back on it, I'm still not hitting it every day mm-hmm. because I'm trying to catch up with work and some other things, and and so I haven't been able to get on it every day. And now I'm ill, so you had that too. Yes, right, right. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> last night in particular, very busy as yes. I was, uh, and I I took the kids to. School yesterday mm-hmm. to their homeschool group because Becky couldn't take them. Yeah, but it was great. I got to watch my daughter do her debate, so that yeah. was that was pretty fun. It's perfect timing. It was good timing, and uh, my nine year old do her presentation, and mm-hmm. yeah, all of that was very fun. Anyway, uh, the things I don't usually get to do, but I got to do. Uh, I got to do those things yesterday. Ooh, ooh, ooh. And I got to be locked in the garage. Oh yes, two year old. <laughs> that <laughs> was hilarious. I kept Bubs at home with me. And I wouldn't let him out in the garage with me because I didn't want him getting into stuff. And so I was like, you just stay there. And I closed the door, but not all the way. And he closes it all the way and he locks it. Oh, and I man. Was like, no. <laughs> our two year old. It's just it's just Becky and our two year old at home. Yep. And the two year old. I didn't have my phone. I didn't have my oh. keys. I didn't have anything. I <laughs> He locked you out of the house. I was in my slippers. I mean, like who gets stressed to go to the garage? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, but thankfully, praise the Lord, he also knows how to unlock it yes. after giggling at me. <laughs> he is such a little clown. He is, so anyway. he's, he is a prankster already, and he's not even two and a half yet. Was, that is astonishing. I was uh, almost panicking. Almost. I could see that. I yeah, so close. But you're a good communicator. <laughs> And he loves his mama, mm-hmm. and so she managed to convince him to unlock the door and uh, let her back in the house. he wasn't too mad at me to keep me locked out. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's laughing at you out there, so that says something about it. Oh, it was eventful. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay, so back to this question yeah. about, the, about the daily Bible reading. So I've got that on the YouTube channel. It's not on the podcast. I don't really know how to get it on the podcast. There's only two ways that I can think about doing it. I think of a few ways. But here's here's the two main ways that it would be done. Mm-hmm. So the daily Bible readings would just be inserted as like another episode. So you'd really be getting two episodes a day. Oh, I gotcha. You would get the, the reading that I would do, uh, the, the, the regular teaching that I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And then you would have another download that would just be Bible teaching or, or Bible reading. Doesn't have an intro, doesn't have an outro. It's mm-hmm. just cold Bible reading. Okay. That's kind of weird to say that, cold Bible reading. Yeah, it it's is. hot Bible reading. <laughs> <laughs> it's on fire. But uh, yeah, so that that's one way I can think of doing it because I can't create another channel. I actually looked at doing this at one point uh, and, and actually having another side to the what podcast where... Uh, it would it would just be Bible reading. I thought mm-hmm. of doing this a couple of years ago. Yeah. So you would have you would have the what podcast that would have just the daily Bible reading with no commentary, mm-hmm. and then you've got the side where I'm you know teaching through a New Testament book and an Old Testament book, and of course the Q and A. Right. Uh, but that actually it, it cost me the same amount of money <laughs> to start another channel. Oh yeah. So basically, I'd be doubling my cost on on having the it, oh. the provider that I use doesn't just allow me to start another channel. Oh. I can start another channel and link it with the present one, but it still costs yeah the price of another channel. Right. 
So anyway, there's that. They, they don't give you a discount. Yeah, they don't. Right. Yeah. So it's your regular podcast episode and then a Bible reading. So you'd have two downloads in a day. That's one possibility. The other possibility, something that I had done before, I had actually done this, I think it was in 2021, and I did it through Genesis and Exodus, and then I didn't keep going. <laughs> uh, but I was I was just uploading the entire book mm-hmm. on Saturday. Right. And so over the course of the year, 52 weekends, you would eventually get all 66 books of the Bible. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, like I said, that was... I started that, I did part of it, and I didn't keep going uh, because when we had moved to Texas, we didn't have our own studio anymore. Right. I was having to do that in my office. It was harder to do extra projects on top of what I was already doing. Mm-hmm. So that that's why that didn't consistently keep going. Um, let me sit on that, Caroline. I don't really have a good answer for you right now. I appreciate you asking. Mm-hmm. You're not the only one. Right. There have been others who have requested this as well. Uh, in fact, even before I started doing the YouTube stuff, there were people that were saying, could you do something where it's just like, you know, regular text, Bible reading, that kind of thing. So given that you're driving a long distance on Sunday, uh, maybe I can, you know, do that again on Saturday. So that way yeah. you've got <laughs> you've got uh, two episodes you can listen to <laughs> the Friday Q&A and then you've got the Bible, Bible reading, reading on Saturday. Yep. I'll see about that. Let me give that some thought. Yeah. Uh, this next question. So this one, this one continues thinking about like church membership here. So this is okay. this is from Genevieve. Follow up to church membership. Thank you for answering the question about membership last week. I have always been a member of the churches that I've attended, and I believe it's important. Things are different in Bush, Alaska, where I live now. They, so we had an Alaska uh, question last week. Yeah. And this is a different Alaskan. <laughs> <laughs> Neighbor to the Canadian. Yeah, right. Yeah. Just, this uh, one's Bush, yeah. Alaska. Yeah. So you're like way up there. Our family has been attending a small Moravian church since we moved here two and a half years ago. I'm very involved and act very much like a member, but I'm not officially a member. Hmm. Then at the annual meeting last weekend where about 10 people attended, I didn't feel like I could say yay or nay to various motions because I wasn't a member. At the end of the meeting, I voiced my thoughts about that and two or three people turned to me, shook my hand and laughed, declaring, here, now you're a member. (laughs) (laughs) That's one way to do it. That's one way to do it, yeah. And I guess when you're in the bush, Alaska, you know, yep. you, you could probably be a little more informal about that. That's those what I was things. thinking. Yeah, too, right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and we've encountered this before. Uh, we've had, you know, actually in every church that I've been a pastor of, we have said to guests, hey, we've got a members meeting tonight, but you can come if you want. Mm-hmm. You can't vote, but you can attend. Right. And they're coming and attending the meeting and hearing the stuff that we talk about and suggestions that are made and votes that are that are had and all this it really puts in their hearts i want to be part of this mm-hmm. and uh, yes. i i remember talking to a couple one time who said man it ate us up that we couldn't vote right and this was such a critical matter for the church yeah and so it really motivated them to want to become a member so stuff like that is is really good it's good that you were attending those meetings and you, you experienced same thing yeah and you get to know the heart of the church too. Right. not just oh here's the outcome you know, is like, how did you get to that outcome? Because yes. if you don't agree with it, just by hearing that one phrase, then, you know, like, it, it really helps you hear both sides of it mm-hmm. and, and how much they dug into it and put um, into the decision that they made. Right, right. 
Yeah, if you're not going to attend the the business meetings, you can't complain about no, the right. <laughs> yes. about the decisions the church makes. You yes. had to be there. <laughs> so anyway, Genevieve goes on. It led to a slightly heated discussion about membership. Basically, I learned that a lot of people in this area have been hurt by the churches that require membership, uh. like the SDA, which is Seventh-day Adventist, mm. or the Russian Orthodox churches, which have a huge presence in rural Alaska. Really? Yeah, that's interesting to hear. Well, I mean, Russia's right there, but still, I'm well, it's, yeah, it's not really right there, but yeah, it's, <laughs> it's pretty close. <laughs> it might be closer than America, like um, lower 48. I, I think the Russian Orthodox influence is actually more from the Canada side than it is from the Russian side. All right, fair enough. Yeah. I mean, even even around here, there's Russian Orthodox That's churches. True. So That's yeah, very true. The, the Russian Orthodox, it, it's pretty plentiful. Yeah. Um, anyway, I had a story to tell about that, but I'm eating up your time. Yes, you are. <laughs> it's good. It's good. So going on, the uh, the pastor does have a membership process, but he doesn't enforce it. He fears membership would turn people away from coming to church. Mm. Our town has a reputation for being the most rebellious in Alaska. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> the need for oh, no. ministering here is definitely very great. And my church does a lot more than what is officially on paper. Mm. I don't know. Maybe it's a unique situation, but I still feel that membership is important. Even here for all the reasons you mentioned in the last episode, hmm. any thoughts? Yes, yes. I, I concur. <laughs> well, I mean, it doesn't have to be as rigid, but it does need to be put as an importance. Right. And, and maybe it's the kind of thing where they can, take their time and warm up to it rather than, oh, you have like five weeks, you know, to attend. Otherwise, we're going to come knock at your door again. Because, you know, every every community is different. Mm -hmm. And we weren't in Bush, Alaska, but we were in Alaska and it was much different. It was much more relaxed and people were just friendly. They loved to talk. They loved to get involved with the community, even though it wasn't something that they agreed with the other church, other churches and stuff like that, but they still work together. And, and, um, and so it, it was, it's like I said, every community is going to be different and it's going to look different, mm-hmm. but the membership does need to be there. And I think you would agree with that. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, you, you know, th- you got to think of it this way. <laughs> you are giving more personal information and making a deeper commitment mm-hmm. To signing up for an account on Facebook. Yes. <laughs> then you're probably giving to your church. Or to get that blue check. <laughs> yeah, the blue check on X uh-huh. or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> or to get or to register for a Sam's Club card. Mm-hmm. Or to get a gym membership. Yep. Or something. There are so many different things that we will apply our memberships to. And yet it's funny how hesitant we will be about joining a church. Mm -hmm. Part of that, though, I want to say, part of that is because maybe deep down in your conscience, you understand this is a way bigger commitment. Yeah, it's accountability. Yeah. there's It's a bigger deal than just signing up for a Facebook page. Mm -hmm. So that could be the reason, you know, maybe that's that's what's on your conscience that's causing you to hesitate. Well, I mean, they're becoming part of the Bride of Christ in a way, like in that area, in that building. Sure. I mean, if you're in Christ, you already are. I understand. But yeah. but people don't understand. Not everybody understands that concept. Yeah. You know, that that you are together. You are a family. You're committed to this group. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and they're still deciding if they want that family. And you say, you're, <laughs> you say you're committed 
and then you stop coming and suddenly they start hunting you down yes. you know right yes now now yeah you uh, like you said you don't get a choice yeah. like you just said right there <laughs> so you don't get to pick your family uh-uh. you don't get to pick who your brothers and sisters are right you don't get to pick who your brothers and sisters in the Lord are. Right. <laughs> this is the group you're with. This is your church. Commit. Be yes. members. And the Lord is great. And so he has the perfect everything. So he's just, he per- picks the perfect family. That's right. So, That's right. Even though we're completely imperfect. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah. We are made perfect in Christ. And when you join a membership, your church is not going to expect you to be perfect because exactly. you're you're joining a bunch of imperfect people. That's right. That's right. Yes. <laughs> you just became a member of the church. Guess what? Your church has sinners in it because you became a member of it. Yes. <laughs> so anyway, uh, that w- that wasn't the end of Genevieve's. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. We haven't even gotten to the question yet. Oh, dear. Except she just said any thoughts. And yeah, she there's did. our thoughts. Yeah. Question. My question is in regard to something that my pastor continues to say from the pulpit and that I believe is incorrect. Okay. He says the following. God considered us more valuable than himself when he died on the cross for our sins. He defends this with Philippians 2 verses 3 through 5. He connects the second part of verse 3 regarding one another as more important than yourselves with the imperative in verse 5, have this way of thinking in yourselves, which was also in Christ Jesus. My pastor claims the reason that we are to consider one another as more important than ourselves is because Jesus did the same thing, pointing to verse 5, especially in the act of dying on the cross for our sins. He often uses this reasoning when giving thanks in prayer for Christ dying on the cross for our sins. This strikes me as being against the nature of God. He is sovereign and holy, And though he emptied himself and took on the nature of a servant, he would never consider someone more valuable than himself. I consider my pastor very orthodox, so his continual use of this phrase is very confusing. Am I wrong? I'm perfectly willing to be wrong. It just feels blasphemous. How would you explain this section of Philippians? Any help that you can give would be appreciated. I thank you for your time and ministry. P.S. I have approached him about this, and he stands by his reasoning as shared above. Okay. So she's listened often enough to know that that's the first place we would. That's what we would say. Yeah, that's right. You need to go talk to him about this. I would say if I was talking with your pastor, I would tell him that he needs to read a little further. Mm. Okay, let's go to Philippians chapter two. And I'm going to start at the very beginning here. Okay. Therefore, if there is any encouragement in Christ, if there is any consolation of love, if there is any fellowship of the spirit, if any affection and compassion, fulfill my joy that you think the same way by maintaining the same love, being united in spirit, thinking on one purpose, doing nothing from selfish ambition or vain glory or vain conceit, as it might be uh, in your translation, but with humility of mind regarding one another as more important than yourselves. Okay, Paul is addressing the church. So regard one another as more important than yourselves. Not merely looking out for your own personal interests, but also for the interests of others. Verse 5, have this way of thinking in yourselves, which was also in Christ Jesus. Now, let me stop there. So your pastor is taking verse 5, and he's reading that into verse 3. Have this way of thinking in yourselves, which was also in Christ Jesus, and he's reading that into, do nothing from selfish ambition or vainglory, but with humility of mind regarding one another, as more important than yourselves. So the Christ-like 
the Christ-like mindedness, he's reading into verse three as thinking of us as more important than himself. But verse five doesn't read into verse three. Verse five starts five through 11. Mm. So you're not reading five back into three. You're going the wrong direction. Yeah. You have to the end of it. Right. You got to start at five and go down because five is beginning this thought. Here's, Here's what Christ did for us. Mm. And so, therefore, we need to be willing to do this for one another. Mm-hmm. The instruction to us to consider one another is more important than yourself is not the same as saying that Christ considered us as more important than himself. Yeah, I, I have a problem with that. <laughs> right. So that's an address to the church. Yeah. That's not meant to be understood as... The same thing. As the same thing as Christ thought of us as more important. Mm -hmm. Okay. So let's, uh, and now what he did was great sacrifice, of course. Amen. John 3, 16, God so loved the world, he gave his only son. Mm -hmm. But does he consider us more important than his son? Mm -mm. No, not at all. Okay. So let's continue on. Verse five, have this way of thinking in yourselves, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, although existing in the form of God, did not regard equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a slave, by being made in the likeness of men. Being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore God also highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name which is above every name, So that at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow of those who are in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and that every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Amen. So what what ultimately was Christ's motivation in everything that he did? Not counting us more important than God. Right. Right. But he did everything for the glory of God. Mm -hmm. He did it all for the glory of God the Father. That is Christ's motivation for the work that he did. Mm -hmm. It should be our motivation for the work that we do. We would would even love one another for the glory of God. Right. But it's not the same as as counting, uh, as Jesus counting us more important than God. Right. In Colossians 1.18, Jesus is described there as being preeminent. Meaning that he is top and there is nothing above him. Uh-huh. So in no way should we think of this as God actually placed us as higher than himself. Right. Then that I, I in kindness to your pastor, but I, I that's absurd. Well, I mean, it's it surrounds us. It's everywhere right now. Not in the Bible. That there, kind of thinking is what but, you're talking about. Yes, yeah, it surrounds but everywhere yes. else. Right. Because everything is is me-centered. Everything is, I'm important. I need to have um, me time. I need to have self-care. I need to do this. I need to do that for myself. I need a vacation by myself. I need to, you know, everything is for yourself. And it's encouraged. It's highly encouraged. It's everywhere. It's on commercials. It's as you walk through the mall. Yeah. I mean, it's everywhere. Right. So um, just to say that the world is trying to brainwash us into thinking that we are important, a.k.a. more important than God, because 
God died for us. Yeah. So that raises us up. But that's pride. Mm-hmm. That we have the itching ears that we want to hear all of this, that we are important, that, you know, it sounds good, it feels good. But to be so humble as to realize that we are not, and we're not worthy. We're not worthy, right. So not worthy. We deserve death. And so he just needs to come a little further. Right. And like I said, keep reading. Yes, yeah. Because verse 5 doesn't read back into verse 3, mm-hmm. like I said. Now, we're still following the example of Christ mm-hmm. because he served us. He's actually serving us now. Mm-hmm. The fact that he's seated at the right hand of God and interceding for us on our behalf. Yes. We have the king of kings who is sitting enthroned in the heavens, Mm -hmm. who on our behalf is interceding for us before the Father. He is our advocate before the Father, as said in 1 John Mm 2.1. We have an advocate before the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous one, meaning that he is speaking favorably of us before the Father on our behalf. But not that we're supposed to sit in those thrones. Yeah, it, it, right. It's and, But in no way do we interpret that as he's considering us as greater than himself. Mm-hmm. There's no way. Right. He's holy and we're not. Right. He is perfect. We're not perfect. Mm-hmm. He absolutely loves us and has done so much for us. Yes. But this is not to be understood in a way to think of us as being more important than him. Mm. The father did not regard us as more important than his son. Right. It's because his son is important (laughs) that he gave his son to die for us. Yes. As Stephen Lawson said, not the Stephen Lawson that we read from uh, earlier. Not the Stephen Lawson. But the Stephen Lawson. (laughs) No, no, it is the Stephen Lawson. Not not the not Stephen Lawson. (laughs) (laughs) Now we're just confusing everybody. Uh, Okay. It was Stephen Lawson who said this. Of Dallas, Texas. Yeah, Stephen Lawson of Dallas, Texas. (laughs) Sin is so heinous that it required the horrific death of God's son Mm. to forgive it. Yes. What we had done against God was so evil. What we deserve is hell. Mm -hmm. And yet God is so gracious that he gave his son to die for us. Mm -hmm. Not because we are more important than his son. Right. But because it took something that important, Mm -hmm. it took Jesus to die for us in order to redeem us from the sin that we had committed against God. Psalm 138.2, I bow down toward your holy temple and give thanks to your name for your steadfast love and your faithfulness, for you have exalted above all things your name and your word. Amen. So, no, you cannot say that we that God had considered us more important than himself. There is no one greater than God. I appreciate it, Genevieve. Uh, baby, you got time for one more? Mm, one more email? Can you yeah, make it? one more. All right. One more. Dear Mr. and Mrs. Hughes. Oh. Because, see, we're, both our names are in there, so you got <laughs> to hang on for one more. Sounds good. I hope you've had a blessed Christmas time. I got this one in January. Okay. I am writing to wish you a happy new year. Thank you so much for your biblically faithful ministry. Your podcast is a blessing from which I have learned and continue to learn so much. 2024 is going to be another year of consistent listening for me. Aw. Thank you so much. I'm a very new Christian. 
For the past few years, to my shame, I have lived a godless life of immorality, slothfulness, and addiction. I repent of that life, and I have dedicated, or I have decided to put it to death and learn to mortify my sin at its root. Mm. Amen to that. That's Romans 8, Colossians 3, put to death what is earthly in you. Mm -hmm. I have a whole new lifetime of learning and growing in grace. Oftentimes, the damage that I have inflicted on my soul and relationship seems insurmountable. I now cling to the atoning work of Christ's blood on the cross as my only possible hope. In the final analysis, the gospel of Jesus Christ is all I have. Hmm. I am convicted and convinced of its truth. I cannot quite explain it, but I just know that one day I will stand before God and give an account. This is more true and assured than that the sun will rise tomorrow morning. Hmm. You're absolutely right. That's, yes. that's the truth. My conscience forbids me from denying Christ and his gospel. There is no going back for me. What would be your advice as to where to begin for a man wanting to leave such a godless life? How can I possibly salvage a godly life out of the depraved and infantilized life that I had been living? How may I become a godly man? How may I become truly masculine as God created and defined masculinity? I'm entering my new life with so many questions. Please keep me in your prayers Mm. as I put off the old man and put on the new. Again, thank you for your wonderful ministry. Your podcasts and sermons have been pivotal to the growth that I have made so far as a recent convert. I pray that God willing, you will be able to continue your ministry for many years to come. God bless and keep you and your children through 2024 and beyond. Mm -hmm. With all my love, your brother in Christ, Thomas. Well, Thomas, I think your question goes really great with what we've been talking about regarding membership Mm -hmm. last week and this week. Yeah. This is where being a member of a church and being plugged in with those men and being committed to those men Mm -hmm. and opening your heart up to those men. And and, studying. Yeah, studying together with them, letting them pour into you, uh, having them let you lean on them. Mm -hmm. This will be huge and pivotal for the growth that you want to make, especially when it comes to growing in masculinity, Mm -hmm. when it comes to knowing what a godly man should look like, growing in godliness, you need help here. Yes. And as I've often quoted from Tim Challey's sanctification, growing in holiness, growing in godliness, it is a community project. Mm -hmm. This is something that we need each other to do. I mean, you just think about the fruit of the spirit. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And you can't do any of that. You can't do any of that by by yourself. yourself. (laughs) Right. You've got to have people around you to do that. Now, now maybe you could say self-control, you need to get yourself under control. But even there, you got to have the accountability to be able to keep you in control. Love, you can't just love by yourself. you got to have people to love. Yep. Joy, experiencing joy together patience (laughs) you gotta have people to frustrate you so you can be patient with them that that's commitment to a church body right there i mean these things you gotta have brothers around you that you can grow in these things with Mm -hmm. in in order to obey the one another's in the new testament You've got to have a body of Christ. Mm -hmm. And this is where being a member of a church and especially being able to find those good godly men that you can be personable with 
Mm-hmm. And uh, and let them be, uh, let them disciple you. Yes, and grow you in the Lord, studying the Scriptures together, being conformed to the image of Christ that we have there written in the Word. This is this is where that that church body becomes so vital to your spiritual growth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they, I, I know whenever we've had um, particularly new converts come into the church. And they're just hungry for the word and hungry to know. And, and, and it's just, it's revitalizing for the yeah. church too. It's exciting yeah. because then you get to feel that all over again. So maybe, you know, once you get comfortable in your church, you can, you can kind of feel out who will keep you the most accountable yeah, and who will give you like the tr- straight truth and, and take you straight to the word whenever you have a problem or a question and, um, and you can pair up with that. Gentlemen, and you know Romans fifteen one tells us we who are strong ought to bear with the weaknesses mm-hmm. of those who don't have strength, and not just to please ourselves. Each of us is to please his neighbor for his good mm-hmm. to build him up. Right, and this goes back to uh, the question that um, Genevieve asked a moment ago. Because the very next verse, verse three, for even Christ did not please himself. But as it is written, the reproaches of those who reproached you fell on me. Hmm. So Christ giving of himself for our benefit Mm -hmm. for whatever was written in earlier times was written for our instruction so that through the perseverance and the encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. Now, may the God of perseverance and encouragement grant you to be of the same mind with one another, according to Christ Jesus, so that with one accord, you may with one voice glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Mm. And so if you are mature in the faith, you got somebody that comes into your church who is less mature. Don't be looking down on them. Right. Don't be thinking to yourself, well, they belong in that group over there mm-hmm. with the less mature Christians. We can't be thinking in such cliquish ways. No. James 2 says that because of our love for the Lord Jesus Christ, we are not to think with, of one another with partiality. Mm-hmm. Christ doesn't show partiality to us. Right. And so we must not show it to one another. Instead, recognizing if we're mature and there's somebody who is immature, the role that we have been given in the church is to help those who are weak, mm-hmm. help to build them up. So look for those who are in need of more sanctification, more mm. spiritual growth, yeah, and humble yourself and be able to build them up in love. Mm-hmm. And um, I would just also recommend being in the word a lot. Of course. A lot, a lot. Yes. Which we should anyway. And doing that together. But yes. Yeah, we do that together as the body of Christ. Well, babe, we're really coming up on pretty close to an hour here. All right. Um, I want to, here's what I want to do. I want to pray for Thomas. Okay. So as he has, uh, as he has requested prayer, mm-hmm. he says he's praying for us. I want to pray for him. Sure. So we'll conclude with that, and uh, and let's see here. I'm not going to get to the Alistair Begg stuff this week. Okay. Let's let's wait until next week. Okay. Because you managed to tough it out. I did. <laughs> you made it with me for the length of a whole episode, just Yay. about. <laughs> I want to read a uh, poll question here, because this, this still kind of has to do with church membership, and I thought of this when uh, Genevieve said that she drives an hour to get to church. I had asked this poll question on X, how far away is the church that you attend, given in minutes of driving time? I don't think it was Genevieve that said she was an hour. 
Oh, yeah, you're right. It was Caroline. She said that, yeah, that's right, her and her husband drove an hour to church, and so they would listen to the Q&A. Right. Yeah, yeah. you got that right. Okay, okay. Good. Genevieve's out in the middle of nowhere. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> but it's, it sounds like Caroline and John are, too. That they yes, <laughs> have to drive an hour to church. Anyway, so I asked this question about how far away is the church you attend, given in minutes of driving time? And I said minutes of driving time because... I figured I had some international <laughs> listeners. Yeah, they're probably measuring kilometers, and so I. Oh, didn't wanna... I was thinking more like, uh, <coughs> like Kansas, fifteen minutes is is much further than L.A. fifteen minutes. Oh yeah, right, right. You know, <laughs> drive a mile in L.A. will take you fifteen minutes, or more than that. Even. Or more. Yeah. So I said uh, less than fifteen minutes. <laughs> 20 to 30 minutes. And there's gaps in here because I said about. Uh-huh. I had a couple of friends sure. of mine that were making fun of me on there. Were like, uh, what if what if I'm like 18 minutes? You didn't include a category for me. I said about how far. Yeah. About. What Estimated. would you consider that? That's yeah. right. So less than 15 minutes, 20 to 30 minutes, 40 to 50 minutes, or about an hour or more. There were over a thousand votes. Oh, wow. 1,011 votes. 54.6% said less than 15 minutes. Oh, wow. Okay. So that was the vast majority. Yeah. That's surprising. That that would be is that us? It takes it takes us. Yeah, I think we're a little less that's, than 15 minutes. About that. The church is a little outside of town yeah. for us. So it's not like right in our neighborhood. Mm-hmm. But it's it's about it's less than 15 minutes for us to get there. Next 20 to 30 minutes, that was 34.9%. Oh wow. Said 20 to 30 minutes. Okay. 7.5% said 40 to 50 minutes. Hmm. And we even have some people at our church that drive at least that far. Yep. To come. Yeah, we do. To come to our church. And then 3% said about an hour or more. Oh. Honestly, I think those percentages came out about like I thought they would. Oh, really? So less than 15 minutes over half. And then the 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 next half was divided between the other three and kind of, you know, I was surprised there's order. so many that live that close. That's nice. Yeah. That, uh, what a blessing. Yes. That you have a good church that's that, 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 that is that close. Yeah. But as uh, Charles Spurgeon said, go where the gospel is preached and go often. Mm-hmm. We had somebody come to our church once that said, well, the reason why I'm driving so far to come to church is because Paul Washer said, don't go to the church that's closest. Don't go to the church that's closest in distance. Mm-hmm. Go to the church that's closest to the gospel or something like that mm-hmm. it would it, it, the quote the was something like yeah. that yeah closest to the bible uh-huh. and so that's why she was driving the distance that she did yeah. to our church which that was a blessing i hate to have i hate that you have to drive so far but. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> but i understand i understand wanting to go a long way to be able to attend a good church mm-hmm. i did it when i lived um in with my folks yeah, that's we, true. We drove about 50 minutes. That's to right. Get to church, that's right. To and get... we went like three times a week, if not four. Yeah. So, yeah. And that's how we met. Yeah, it is. All right. In conclusion here, I actually have some bread next to me here. My wife made this bread. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it's been a long time since we've done a taste test thing. It, it was a bread maker. Not, yeah, on, in a bread not, maker. Not like um oven done. <laughs> not oven bread. I, I didn't have to knead it. <laughs> In other words. That's right. It does the whole spinning thing and that it whole thing. We haven't done like a taste test thing on the podcast in a long time. At least not this year. Not. Well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Hasn't been this year. Nobody sent us any food lately. <laughs> Some, nothing new to try on the podcast. Nothing beats trying the Vegemite. Oh, my that goodness. Was, that, that was that was disgusting. Awesome. Oh, she says awesome. I say awful. <laughs> yeah. Appreciate whoever sent that to us, but it was gross. Uh-huh. 
<laughs> um, so here we go. I'm going to try some of your bread here. Uh, should I mention that your first one didn't come out so great? Oh, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it was terrible. Now, how did that happen? So, okay. So I think I figured it out, but I I didn't know if it would make a big of a difference or not. So so what I did was um, I heated up water because the, the water in the desert is not good water. It's not good drinking water. So so I heated up water um, in, in the teapot and I... Um, I used that and I waited a little bit for it to cool off some, but apparently I didn't wait enough. <laughs> and so I put the, the quick rise yeast in there and it didn't do anything. And I was like, I, I, maybe it just takes a while. Cause it said to let it sit for 10 minutes. I'm like, oh, okay. So I added, you know, the sugar and everything and still nothing. I was like, okay, well it didn't do what it was supposed to, but. We'll just go ahead and try. <laughs> yeah, I should have scrapped it. Yeah. It was so bad. It really was not good. It was like literally a lump. <laughs> yeah, it was. It didn't rise. And so it was just, it was extremely. And it didn't cook all the way through yeah. either because it was so thick. <laughs> the kids came and woke me up that morning. They woke me up that morning and they said, Daddy, this bread's gross. Try it. Yeah. <laughs> and they kept eating it. They did. They kept eating it. Going, oh, this is so gross. And they kept. <laughs> they ate the whole thing. Did they really? They did. Oh my goodness. They did. They were laughing Some of them and really liked it though. Uh, that's so funny. They were laughing and harping on how bad it was, and yet oh, they kept terrible. eating it. They ate the it whole was thing. So bad. I I tried a little nipple, and I was like, oh, and I spit it out. Even <laughs> part of them, I was like, don't eat that. And they're like, what? It's fine. I'm like, oh my goodness. That is hilarious. <laughs> well, so anyway, so I've got part of the bread here. I had to cut part of it off because yes. I couldn't had get the whole to. thing. I just could, had, I just had to. to. I had to sample yes. a piece here because it wouldn't fit in the container uh-huh. otherwise. So here we go. I'm going to try. going to try your bread. But anyway, as you're chomping, mm-hmm. I want to um, explain to those who aren't familiar with yeast, uh, quick rise, quick rising yeast, I mm-hmm. think is what it's called. Um, you can't have the water too hot. It's it's got to be like yeah, kill the yeast. Yeah, yeah, that's what it did. Mm. <laughs> Makes and then, sense. And then your bread doesn't. It it just doesn't work. Doesn't it doesn't rise. <laughs> well, this is great. This is a terrific Does piece it, of bread. Did I make it well? Yes. Yay! I cooled off the water a bit more. Yeah, this is really good. good. Now, now, really, I have to. I, I have to be honest. Mm-hmm. I had already tried it. Before <laughs> I'm eating the heel though, so this is uh, this is different. I was looking at the heel, going, I don't want that to go to waste, so I brought it in here with me. <laughs> <laughs> Decided I was going to eat a, a little bit on the air here. Do do people still use the word heel for the the ends of the bread? I don't know. Hey, let, let's make that a question. Okay. So, are there various uh, vocabulary words for the ends of bread? Do you call it a heel or do you call it something else? Because I've never called. The ends of like French bread heels, you yeah. know, it's always like the loaf of bread right. that has, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, I heard somebody is the other- Is that an area thing or is that like an official term? <laughs> somebody the other day said something funny about the, the heels of the waffle fries that will end up in Chick-fil-A fries. Oh, yes. Okay. They had a really funny name for that, and I wish I could remember what it was, but they said, when I become president, these will be outlawed. None of the, <laughs> none of the Chick-fil-A fries will have the heel of the potato. I in the have had a lot of those from it's, Chick-fil-A. It, it happens yeah. sometimes. Yeah. 
And sometimes they're all right, but other times it's like, who stuck this shoe leather in my french fries? <laughs> I think the potatoes are getting smaller. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it seems like portion sizes at restaurants are getting smaller and the prices are getting higher. Mm. That's the way things have been. Okay, so I said I'm not going to get the Alistair Begg stuff. We won't be able to do that today. Maybe I'll save that for another time. But let me do say this. Let okay. me say this. So last week, I spent more time on it than I intended. Mm-hmm. Really, all I intended to do was play Begg's clip and respond to it. And then the comment that was made by, or, or read the article from uh, Carl Truman. Mm-hmm. Just to explain, not necessarily to dig on Beg, but to say, here's why Christians can't attend a gay wedding. And right. I think Carl Truman responded to that well with his article. Since then, I've had some comments from some folks that have come in, and I had a comment from one of my own elders. Mm-hmm. One of the things I said last week was, I hope that Beg will listen to his own elders, because he said in the sermon that he had preached on Sunday night a couple of weeks ago that... Even some of his own pastors didn't agree with the advice that he gave to the grandmother about attending the trans wedding. And so I said, in in the process of these things, what I hope should happen is that he would listen to his own elders and maybe he would be convicted to realize that his advice was bad. Mm -hmm. And so I have received counsel from one of my own elders. Mm -hmm. And following what I said last week, my my elder said to me that he felt like I went a little hard on beg. Mm hmm. And we don't want to cancel culture each other. Right. And I agree with that. And I I tried to make it clear, too, that I don't think that Beg is a false teacher, that he's unqualified. I don't think that at all. Mm -hmm. I wish upon him, I I pray for him, that he would continue to flourish in the ministry that he has been faithful to do for decades. Mm -hmm. Continue to flourish in that. Preaching the gospel. People have come to Christ because of the ministry of Alistair Begg. Mm Mm-hmm. And so last week, I really, really just should have gone as far as saying, I disagree with his counsel and just kind of left it at that. But digging into him the way that I did just went too far. Mm-hmm. And so I I apologize for that. And I want to pull back on some of those things that I said about Beg. I don't have any common in particular that I'm thinking about that I, that I would say I would pull back. But just to say that I went too hard on it and I could have been a little bit softer on it. There's some other things that people have sent me that if time permitting, you know, we get to next week's episode, maybe I'll play some of those things and we'll respond to that. But Mm -hmm. for the time being, I at least wanted to say thank you to those who did push back on me a little bit for Mm -hmm. some of the stuff that I said last week. And I appreciate the counsel of my elder who listens to this podcast. And from his vantage point hearing, I think he went a little hard on Beg. Mm -hmm. And so I receive that and I apologize. I disagree with Beg's counsel still think he's a godly minister. Yes. And hope that he continues to flourish in his gospel preaching. Mm-hmm. All right. With that said, that's the end of our episode. If you would like to submit a question to the episode, you can send it to whenweunderstandthetext at gmail.com. In closing, let's pray for Thomas. Yes, let's. <clears throat> You're getting me to cough, too. Sorry. We're going to pray for Thomas. We're going to pray for the others who uh, had emailed us as well. Uh, praying for Stephen and the work that he is doing with Wycliffe, for Caroline and John and for Genevieve. And we thank you for everybody who uh, submitted emails this week. We hope to be able to respond to some more messages next week. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity, this time to be in your word, to be shaped by your word, that we might be conformed to the image of Christ. Make us more Christ-like. Grow us in godliness. 
And Lord, I want to I want to pray for those who have expressed that very desire, even here in these emails that we have received for Stephen and the work that he is doing with Wycliffe. I pray that you would bless him and his wife and that he even in that work and in his travels would have opportunity to listen to more good Bible teaching and be able to grow in the word as he is translating the word to be able to deliver it to another group of people on the globe. We pray for Caroline and John, the distance they have to travel to go to a good church, but we're thankful that they have one and that they would uh, they would be blessed in their driving time with good conversation and listening to some good podcasts and Bible teaching. I thank you for Genevieve and the message that she sent, and I pray for her and the work that she's doing in the small church that she's in in the bush in Alaska. And may they sanctify one another and grow each other, and that perhaps... Uh, Even her pastor would receive good counsel from her with regards to the way that he interprets particular passages. I pray for his ministry because that's a hard job to do Mm. in a a very rural place in the world. And yet he is committed to those people and giving them the word of God. I pray that he would be blessed to continue to do that. And we pray for Brother Thomas as he desires to uh, he desires to put off the sin that so easily entangled him and grow in the new man that he has become in Christ Jesus. I pray that you give him the strength to squash that sin and to endure in the faith that he may grow in godliness and in Christ's likeness and give him a good group of men that he can be with who will challenge him, who will grow him, who will convict his heart, who will encourage him, that they may grow all the more in Christ together. Help us do that with one another, with our respective churches. And and Lord, complete this work that you began in us, in Christ Jesus, when we attain to glory together in your eternal kingdom. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Oh, and Hmm? I pray for my wife's cough. (laughs) (laughs) That she would feel better. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I'm going to, even though I've already tried this, I'm going to try some of your bread on air here. Oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> My headphones aren't very loud. How are yours? I don't know. i got to put them back on. Check, check, check. Check. They're fine. All don't, right. Don't make mine any louder. Had a hard time with my head today. A hard head. You had a hard head today? I did. Yeah. <laughs> Well, good news. You only you only got to do half of this today. Yay. I guess. <laughs> we're, we're, we were Psalm 9, and we read through... Half part. We read through 10 verses, and we got the other 10 to go. Okay. Mm-mm. Have I really been on two weeks now in a row? That's right. Two weeks in a row. Yay. Look at you. <laughs> this, will, this will technically be a week and a half in a row. <laughs> True. All right. Uh, All righty dighty. Oh, don't do that. (laughs) (laughs) You used to think that was funny. I know, but it hurts my head. (laughs) Not when I have a headache. Not when I have a headache and I have earphones. (laughs) All right, whenever you're ready. Oh, yeah, it's me. It's you. (laughs) (laughs) Wow.